Hey, uh, this is Jonathan with the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast, and I have with me as a guest, Alec Chapman. How's it going, Alec? Hey, it's doing, doing well. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So we were having a little pre-conversation here, and you were saying something about uh, the Happiness Podcast and, and things of that sort. You, Yeah, I was just saying that uh, having a pod podcast is so great uh, because you reach so many more people, um, and especially when you're trying to build your multifamily uh, investing career, it's a great way to reach out and reach, like, just reach more people. Um, and you know, both, both people in the podcast usually are learning and also the, the, the viewers are learning as well. So it's a win, win, win situation for everyone. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. And so for those who are listening, you can also watch us on, uh, on Facebook channel. And I think we're on most of the other podcasting, um, podcasting media. So you can, you can find us, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to call myself a guru. And even if I do become ultimately a guru, I want to be able to uh, to learn. So I apologize. I thought I had my phone here on <laughs> on mute. That's one of those uh, little things uh, that I'm learning still in the podcast world. So, Alec, you and I met yep. through another mutual acquaintance, and um, you know, I was looking at some property in. Uh, let's see, I was in Phoenix, and you yep. happen to be in Phoenix already, right? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm here in Phoenix. I've been in Phoenix since 2014. Uh, I originally had moved from Naples, Florida to Sedona, Arizona uh, in about 2008. And then um, after going through school in Sedona, uh, I decided on going to ASU. I went through their business program. I went through the real estate program. Um, and then right after graduating, I got lucky enough to go on the real estate guys summit at sea. And it's a, yeah, it's a 10 day real estate investing cruise. And it goes through all sorts of investing, uh, mainly real estate, but um, it, was an, it was an absolutely amazing experience. I feel like it was a college education in 10 days and I learned so much and it was huge personal growth for me. And that's where I found my passion in multifamily real estate investing. So then you mentioned that you went through a real estate course with um, ASU. So was that a graduate level course, undergrad course or? That was an undergrad course. Um, that was just the real estate minor. So it was real estate law, uh, real, uh, real estate investments, uh, things of that matter. And it's funny because my real estate investments class, the furthest we got was doing pro formas for single family rentals. We didn't go any further than that at all. So um, yeah, it's, I, I wish we would have dove further then, but I just, I, because all the other students in that class are kind of re really just still there. I mean, I've talked to quite a few of them and um, they really haven't, you know, I tell them what I'm doing and they're very shocked and they're like, Oh my God, how did you find out about that? How are you able to do that? Stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I, I definitely took into account investing in myself and my education and that's how I stumbled into this. So, well, let's, 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 uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. So you, you left school, you went to the real estate, real estate, guys um cruise i think yep. that's mr helms who, who runs that right it's a yes it is yep it was a 10-day real estate cruise through the caribbean so it was six days uh on the cruise ship learning um you know it's every asset class self-storage land flipping wholesaling uh rals i mean even precious metals uh it just it goes on and on and then it was four days of island hopping and hanging out with all these real estate rock stars and getting to know them so uh yeah i 
Yep. So what was it? What was the thing that kind of tipped the the scales? Because again, you were doing pro formas for uh, for single families. It reminds me of some other stuff I'd done in the past. But I mean, why? What what hit the thing to say multifamily investing? Yeah. So uh, every lunch and dinner, you're at a roundtable and you pick who you want to sit at the roundtable with. And I I got lucky and and had got Brad Summerock, who's the apartment king, and um, I had dinner with him and he was telling me he's making. X million a year, he's paying no taxes through cost segregation, bonus appreciation, and um, you know how he's growing his net worth at such a fast rate, uh, like year over year, um, just going up by many millions. And I was just like, that I, I've always wanted financial freedom. I, I've always loved real estate. Um, at first, I wasn't sure what avenue, so I immediately got my real estate license actually before going on this cruise. And, okay. and yeah, and then... Um, once I heard that, I was just hooked from there. And I learned about the other asset classes, but I really like multifamily specifically because not only are you making really good money, it's also you're affecting people's livelihood. And that it make, that's the feel-good part of it with me. Um, I feel good making people's lives better, knowing they can be the best person they can be you know, through living at you know, our property. So now you could have you could have done that with single family real estate, you know, affecting lives, if as you will. But what, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I keep drilling down into this just to, so that people understand, you know, kind of where you're coming from because, you know, you're 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 a rock star in your own, you know, you know, in your own right in terms of you're growing, you're going yeah. already past what some of your your colleagues have already said. Um, and I'm just trying to, to to get down to that that other thing about other just than other than helping people out. What was it for you? Because you've said a bunch of stuff here that I, I want to make sure that I pause and you know let everybody know kind of what you said. Number one, you 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 kind of you know did this thing called the cruise, and that obviously was an investment. I'm sure it wasn't like you know two dollars and fifty cents, um, yeah. but you invested to be around people who were actually doing the work. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Um, sometimes when we go to real estate investment associations, people aren't necessarily doing the work. You want to get around those who are actually doing the work. That's number mm-hmm. one. And then number two, you listen to what they had to say and you picked a lane to go down and you went down that lane. Um, you obviously knew that you wanted to be in real estate because you said you got your license before this. So is that residential or commercial license that you got? Uh, residential. So you're a re- residential broker out in Phoenix? Uh, yeah, residential salesperson. Okay. So what uh, do you mind talking? I mean, look, we're not sponsored by any person yeah. or at this point in time. So we're giving this information out to everybody, you know, as, as a gratis, no one is sponsoring us. We're just talking about the things that we're doing realistically that, you know, you can also do, but what brokerage are you with? So I'm with Colwell Banker. Um, I started about, uh, this was last September. Uh, my mom is actually a top agent in Sedona. I'm in Tempe. And so she, at any given time, any given time has, you know, 10, 12, 15 listings and also a few buyers. So um, she was getting overwhelmed with the amount of people she had. And she was just giving referrals out to everyone in the office, like just giving out so many referrals. And uh, I just, after, you know, she kept telling me literally a new girl came in the office, she gave her two referrals. And uh, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to step in, work with you part time. It will make it fun. Um, and so I've been doing that part time and I've had some success with that. And, um, you know, I, I've learned a lot about the residential side. It's more emotional, um, you know, instead of, you know, on the commercial side, it's all numbers. It's, it's not emotional. And so um, I've learned both sides of it. And um, the residential 
allows me to continue to stack up money to invest in multifamily. And um, to your point earlier with, uh, you know, why I got so interested in multifamily over the single family rentals is because of the scalability. You can scale so much faster and quicker with multifamily and set, you know, if you have, you know, you, you get a, you, you can go out and get a few houses, but uh, if something breaks, you have to call a repairman. He's got to go out and fix it instead of, you know, having everything in one certain area um, under one roof with, you know, most of the same parts and, you know, you can stack up parts, uh, things like that, where it's a, a less cost, you know, to fix things and uh, it's less hassle and just more being closer together, less risk. Um, and I, that's, that's why another reason why I went after multifamily. So that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. A couple other things that you said, I want to just make sure I'm stressing here. One of the things you mentioned is your mom yeah. actually was in the business and actually had leads, you know, for, so, so for somebody listening there say, Hey, my mom's not in the business, but there are real estate agents that are out there that are very good and have been around for a very long period of time that may not have the hustle, you know, to get up and go. I remember a, a, a saying actually comes from the Bible that says um, yeah. that he called the uh, young because they're strong and the old because they know the way. So your mm -hmm. mom knew the way, but you had the strength to be able to go out there and handle those leads. Find yeah. somebody who has a bunch of leads, go learn the business from them. Um, yeah. So that, that's one thing. Number two, you mentioned that the reason why you wanted to get into commercial rather than residential is because uh, residential is very emotional. And while you're doing that right now, as you mentioned, to stack up money because you're going to need some seed capital when you're in the commercial space. And so Definitely. that's helping you to do that. You mm -hmm. recognize that you prefer to deal with the numbers. So yep. did you have like an engineering background? Are you more analytical of a person type thing or how, how did uh, you make that determination? No, I just, uh, just, I have, you know, goals to get, you know, uh, my net worth to a certain number by a certain time and, and things like that. I mean, I, I just want to scale so quickly and, uh, you know, become large, uh, in the multifamily space. And so I, I didn't see being, I didn't see being able to get to where I want to go, going the single family route. I felt like it'd be way more work, uh, and, and it'd take way more time. Whereas with multifamily, I can, uh, grow quicker, faster, you know, so. Got it. So, so you had mentioned that you're, you're out here in this game. You, you've been doing some things. Again, I was referred to you by uh, someone else that's in the game. They aren't necessarily a syndicator, but they're a vendor of sorts um, mm -hmm. in my, in my network. Again, I, on another podcast, I mentioned your vendors have leads. Yep. <laughs> Make sure you go and figure out who your vendors are. And so uh, you happen to be a lead because your boots on the ground in mm -hmm. Phoenix, Arizona area. And we were trying to work potentially on a deal after we got to know each other for a little while. And yeah. um, you've been doing that with some other more seasoned syndicators. And yeah. I think you had something, a deal not too long ago from the time that we're, we're, we're shooting this. Um, you, tell us about that deal. I think um, that there's a lesson here. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There's been a few deals, but that one in particular that you're talking about, um, I, had brought in a capital raiser for a local syndicator and um, the capital raiser that I brought in uh, was from out of state and you know I won't give any names but um, he brought in yeah four million cash in three hours into a deal and then I was supposed to be a part of the deal and I was assured by you know the other parties in the deal that I would be a part of the deal for, for bringing in um, this guy and so uh, 
then last minute I found out I wasn't a part of the deal and uh, things were closing and stuff like that. So um, okay, that, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. You, so you, you had built up enough of, of, of a network where you're able to have somebody or know someone who has $4 million in cash to give to a particular deal. And you brought that person in and you had a conversation with the person who was going to be the operator in this thing. Mm-hmm. Was there any paperwork exchanged or, you know, or is it was just pretty much a, a handshake conversation kind of deal? That's yeah, that's the way it was. Uh, I, uh, you know, the operator right now is uh, making things right. He reached out to me recently. We had a meeting and um, I'm going to get uh, cut into another deal. And obviously you, with the SEC laws, you can't just bring in money and get cons- com- right. compensated. You also have to do something else. So I'll, I'll be doing some asset management um, yeah. in the deal coming up, but, uh, and, and also raising additional funds for the deal. But um, I'll be cut into a deal here pretty soon uh, w- with him. And then, um, yeah, I've just, you know, going to a lot of conferences uh, for multifamily last year. I went to about eight of them, Rod Khalif, Michael Blanc, um, Brad Sumrocks, uh, some local ones in Phoenix, the, uh, they do, you know, every city, uh, they do, there's these certain forums, uh, they have all the local brokers come, uh, it's more of a conference for the local brokers. So I was going to those just to get my name out there and just to meet them face to face and to show that. I'm now, which one was that, that you were going to? Um, I'm trying I mean, to think now. It's, I mean, it's if you can't problem. disclose, if you can't disclose. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, okay. I can totally disclose that conference, but I'm just trying to think. Um, what it is, I, I honestly, I, I don't know why I can't think of the name right now, but it's a traveling conference. It goes city to city and it's for all the brokers and it's market updates and it's lender updates and things like that. And so I was going to those, um, they do them for different asset classes as well. So I was going to the multifamily one right when I was leaving retail was about to start. Um, but yeah, it's just for the brokers. Um, so I would go to the, the conferences for the brokers just to, you know, meet new ones, get my face out there. Um, exchange contact info, things like that. But, um, you know, a very strong uh, asset that I have is my connections and going to all these conferences. You know, I really started last March in the multifamily space, but I went hard with uh, all the conferences and I was like every month going somewhere. And, um, and then after the conference, I meet up with people and then, you know, we'd go look at their deals or I, you know, I'd go meet other people and it's just, um, it really snowballed where I'm in a very good position now with, with the connections that I have for if I needed like a lead sponsor or I needed someone to cover the, you know, the net worth liquidity or I needed some capital raise, something like that. I can just reach out to my network, a few phone calls, a couple emails, and I feel like I could put something together um, just, you know, from investing in myself, going to these events. And then, you know, you start seeing a lot of the same people over and over again. You start solidifying those relationships. And then I always obviously follow up. And they continue to follow up. Hey, how are you? You know, what's new? Things like that. So uh, definitely putting your face out there going to events is huge. It definitely is. You're reminding me of uh, (laughs) a call that I need to be on tonight. It's a virtual networking call uh, that does exactly that. You continue to just show up. You show your face. You try to add value as much as you can uh, to the places that you're in. Um, I think those are some, again, good takeaways from what you mentioned. Also, it's very important and, and, and glad to hear, um, you know, we talk about this business being relationship focused. And I mean, I've mm-hmm. heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that. But, you know, you really, it, 
the relationships and what you bring to the table um, and, and who you are really, really shows forth. And again, the community is quite small. Mm -hmm. So it's smaller than what you think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and so you, you have to put yourself out there as a, as a great actor, and it sounds like you are. Another thing that you mentioned, um, and I think I will say uh, Mauricio Rold, A A R A. Yep, Raul, is that, is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Okay. Yes, Thank you very much. Um, also talks, uh, has a couple of videos about how to raise money. Um, mm -hmm. The SEC rules are, have changed, I think, a little bit in, uh, you're right. You cannot just say, oh, I need somebody who can bring money and bring them on and then all of a sudden make them a part of the, the GP or the general mm -hmm. partnership. Um, that person must do something. Uh, they must be, you know, there must, there's a lot of things that, to do on the general partner side when it comes to operation. You have um, not only just the, the finding and sourcing the deal, uh, but you have due diligence. You have, um, you know, managing the property manager, doing asset management, meaning making sure that the asset is performing as best as possible, uh, doing relationships with uh, investor relations, making sure that people yeah. get information and communication about the property and, and how, it's, how it's moving forward. And so partnering, again, with someone who's a little bit more seasoned, who did mm -hmm. that in the past, again, that whole older, younger thing. And it may not necessarily be age in as much as seasonability in the, in the, in the industry, well, they may not want to do that anymore, but they'll be happy to teach you so that you can handle that particular aspect of, uh, of their deals. And I've actually had a couple of seasoned people say, hey, if I get into this deal, would you be interested in coming with me? Because I know mm -hmm. that you could probably take on some of those things. And so that's, that's, that's very, very positive. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to kind of distill some of the, the positive things that you mentioned as bullets for, for people out there, because one of my other mentors mentioned, um, says success leaves clues. And I believe that's a Jim Rohn quote. Yeah. And uh, the success that you're having uh, is definitely leaving clues for somebody else who's coming along. So what are you doing now? I know you, you said you've had a couple other deals. You want to talk about any of those? I mean, we talked about one that kind of was a little rocky, but it got back uh, obviously into to good standing. And I'm happy for you on that one. Yeah. Are there any other deals that you want to talk about that you are doing or that you want to do? Well, there's two other deals that I was working on recently. Um, well, we put a, uh, an offer in on a 44 unit in Phoenix, uh, and then a California investor with a 1031 came in and overpaid. So that got, uh, but it's all good. We're not going to overpay for something. Um, and so, yeah, um, they, we offered 4.1 million for 44 units. I believe it was about 93 K a door. Um, yeah. And so that was in Phoenix and actually that's under market, um, for price for door. Um, and in the area, you know, we, we thought there was about a $2.4 million opportunity on it. And then, um, but obviously we'd have to invest quite a bit of CapEx and things like that. So, um, and then also we had a 15 unit townhome development deal. So, uh, two part, yeah, so two partners of mine, uh, one is a developer. He's done commercial, uh, you know, retail, uh, strip malls. Uh, he had a contract with Panda Express, Michael's craft store. Um, and then luxury homes, a million to 1.5, something like that in, in Arcadia. He's got, he just sold one. Now he's got another one. He's about to finish up, but, uh, we had, uh, you know, got a piece of land under contract. We had it rezoned. Um, and we wanted 27 townhomes. The city came back, said we can only do 15. We had an architecture build all the plans up for us. Uh, we needed to raise about 2.4 million for it. Um, and then. 
we just, uh, after, you know, we thought our numbers were pretty good. Um, and then we had multiple uh, pro forma type, uh, you know, companies review our numbers, not the property address and things like that, but really dig deep in our numbers and really beat up our numbers. And then in the end, um, it was looking like a, maybe a four cap, something like that. And we, and then we weren't going to, yeah, yeah, we weren't going to get paid for, you know, a year, something like that too. So we decided we're just going to stick with the value add uh, strategy with, which is just basically buying, you know, eighties, nineties product um, that needs, you know, we're, when we're, we can do lighter, heavy value add, but um, just basically fixing up older product, um, you know, turning units. And when you are able to fix up a unit and, and, and uh, get it, you know, ready to rent again, um, usually you can get quite a bit of a, a, an increase on the rent, which in turn increases the building's value. And that's the real magic in multifamily. When, you know, there's that little bit of increase in rent, it's a huge increase in the value. That's where it clicked for me. That's where I, I really found my love for multifamily was that that was it right there. So there you go. Mm -hmm. So you you've had a couple of deals that kind of uh, off the roads, but then this third one uh, is 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 turning out great because you're going to be added as a GP doing some asset mm -hmm. management, and yep. hey, you're you're off into the races, and so you'll be a part of I'm pretty sure 50 or, or more units right yep. then and there and starting your career. So. I mean, is there anything else? I mean, what else are you what else are you looking to do? Are you looking to, you know, GP your own thing or you just want to partner with other, you know, operators that are out there right now? Yeah, so I mean, right now I'm looking to more partner with other operators to, you know, uh, because then I also, you know, talking with brokers and stuff like that, you know, it's a little tough when you're talking with them and they ask, you know, how many deals have you done? Uh, how many doors do you own? Stuff like that. Well, if you partner with someone who has, you know, doors and, and has done many deals, now you can leverage their experience to say, you know, my partners and I have done 500 plus units. We now, you know, we currently own 250 in the Phoenix market. We're looking to add, you know, X amount. And so at, when you're starting off, it's a great idea to do that. Um, and then once I get rolling, uh, you know, I, I'm looking to definitely, uh, you know, find my own deals and, and bring others in to that. So. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's a very wise uh, thought process. I, I was at a uh, Michael Blank's conference last year, 2019, and mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to Neil Bua. I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just in a group of people, and he said the exact same thing. If you're a brand new partner with a seasoned operator and uh, move forward from there. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it does make sense, especially if you're able to do, you know, some deal, you know, deal uh finding and you bring them something that makes sense uh you know they'll beat it up really good for you and uh, they're there to help make it happen because you know they can not only bring capital themselves they can also bring other people on the lp side i said i'm using i'm using the words gp and lp because we know what those mean let me explain yep. so general partnership generally what happens when you're purchasing real estate and again you need to talk to your own attorney i'm not an attorney i'm not an, you know uh, an accountant, you had to talk to them about this. Uh, but generally what we're seeing is that um, real estate on a multifamily side is purchased using, you know, an LLC or some sort mm -hmm. of entity of sorts. Uh, and then there are generally two classes of investors. Uh, there are those who are the GP or general partners, and they're the ones who are really managing and driving the, uh, the transaction and the asset uh, such that it uh, 
you know, appreciates and it does perform. Uh, then there's a second class of people uh, generally investing is called the LPs or limited partners. Uh, they generally have a, you know, have a say or not have a say, depending on how uh, the documents are, are drawn up. In general, they're just investing passively, if you will, into investments in, you know, they look for good, strong uh, partners uh, on the GP side in order to be able to drive that. Uh, but they're there as well. So they can not only bring a seasoned operator, not only bring money of their own into the general partnership side, but they can also bring additional investors to you on the limited partner side uh, as well. So uh, partnering with someone uh, more seasoned people is great. And in the future uh, podcast that I have, uh, I'll be talking to some seasoned uh, operators as well that you know you might be able to partner with other people may be able to partner with and we can learn a little bit more uh, about how they got to be seasoned mm-hmm. and uh, you know some some tips that they have for for us who are uh, newbies and trying to get into a deal and uh, what kinds of things uh, would provide them value because again if we're providing them value that ultimately will allow us to you know potentially get into a deal with them uh, and then ultimately be able to start our own or or manage our own uh, projects. So, um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm gonna stop talking here. Yeah, <laughs> you said so much good stuff. I wanted to make sure I was you know communicating the other 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 part of that for other people. Yeah, definitely. So uh, it's a two way street. Uh, so you know you want to always add value, and then you know hopefully others will add value to you in return. And so that's what I always try to do. And it's, it's paid dividends for me. It's actually, you know, it's, it's, I'm so grateful that uh, I, you know, I do that because it, it, it's helped me get to where I am now. Um, you know, for example, I have a friend who, it, you know, it also is an operator in Phoenix who hosts uh, a meetup and I uh, help him out with the meetup, um, checking people in and just talk, you know, just helping set up the meetup. And that's, uh, huge because I, I, you know, I now know every single person at the meetup. I've talked to every single person at the meetup. They know who I am. And then, um, you know, soon he's going to have me, uh, you know, doing some short spiels, you know, on, on the stage to everyone, just letting them know, you know, where I started, where I'm at now and where I'm going. So um, what, meetup, what meetup is that? So people know which meetup to meet yeah. you. Yeah. So that's the Phoenix multifamily meetup. Um, it's hosted about once a month at usually at ABI multifamily. That's a, uh, a brokerage in Phoenix that specializes in multifamily. Um, and yeah, once a month and, um, there's a lot of value there. Speakers fly in, there's always food. Um, and it's, it's a great time. So, um, you know, there's, you're going to meet not only other, you know, operators, other people doing deals, you're going to meet, you know, insurance people, um, you know, you know, other part lawyers, uh, you know, real estate lawyers, uh, the list goes on, you're going to meet other people that you're going to need in your deal. So, um, you know, you need a lot of people to get a deal done. Um, you know, so it's, and if you, you a larger deal, so, um, you'll, you'll be able to meet all these other parties and, and a lot of people there have already worked with these people. So you, you yes. know, you can get their experience, how they, you know, how it has been working with these people. So, um, so- yeah. So yeah. you, you said something else that um, is very powerful. You said, mm-hmm. I joined this meetup, but I decided to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And I volunteered with, quote unquote, the menial stuff. I'm, I'm there checking everyone in. But the result yeah. is you get to meet everyone. Yeah. So again, that's another way for someone who's trying to get started to do is, how can I serve? I remember I was talking uh, some years ago with uh, another mentor of mine, and, and he was, um, I was in computer science. I uh, got my degrees in that. 
and uh, he was um, in North Carolina working for IBM. Um, it was just getting started. And they said, hey, we have a picnic coming up. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, we want you to be a photographer. And he's like, oh, be a photographer? But being the photographer was the coveted job because you mm -hmm. got to meet everybody and you got to take pictures of all of the senior people and they got to meet you mm -hmm. as well. So don't let an opportunity like serving and volunteering uh, be considered a bad thing. Let it be a good thing for you to be able to meet everybody. So that's, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, there was one other thing that I wanted to ask you and I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, I know you're busy, <laughs> you're a realtor and it still is uh, daylight out where you are. Um, uh, in Phoenix. So you mentioned that you provide value to those contacts that you meet. Um, you meet mm -hmm. someone, let's just get hypothetical, you meet someone at a, one of these ABI multifamily meetups and um, mm -hmm. you know, you say, hey, my name is you know, Alec and I, I'm a realtor and I'm going to get a multifamily. How do you provide value to that particular person? How do you identify it? How do you follow up with them? Can you give us a little bit of that? And then, you know, that might help, again, some other people who are trying to get yeah. started. I just figure out where they're at and figure out what they're looking for. And if I have, you know, you know a contact or I have some information that would help them find what they're looking for, I, I provide that. So that's, I just basically try to figure out where they're at in their investing journey and what they're, you know, looking for what they need, things like that. And, uh, you know, and then just give it to them. So, um, yeah, I, that's, that's just basically it. So, so you do the, you do the go giver thing. Um, I think there's yeah. a book. Are you, have you read, I've the read book? that book? I've read that book a while ago, but it was a great book. I highly recommend it. Yep. So again, if you're a newbie, you're trying to figure this out, um, having that go giver attitude, uh, will mm -hmm. help uh, extend things a long way. So go get that book, go give her. And if you read it, once you read it, you'll listen to this podcast and recognize that's exactly what Alec has done. Uh, he's out there providing value. He's out there giving uh, before asking anything. If you read the seven habits of a highly effective person, you'll remember one of the habits is seek first to understand, then mm -hmm. to be understood. So you're doing that, you're personifying that, you're, you're a rock star, you're making it happen. How can people get in contact with you, Alec? Yeah, so uh, either by phone or email. Uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. So my number is 928-301-1291 and my email is alec, A-L-E-C-L -E and then chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N at gmail.com. And I would say, please go ahead and make sure you reach out to him <laughs> right now, because in the future, I'm pretty sure that number will change, that email address will change, uh, because he'll be a highly sought after uh, operator. And uh, we want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done for, for Red Boot LLC and being gracious enough to join us here. And if there's anything that we can ever do for you uh, to help you in your career, please let us know. We want to make sure that we do that for you. And for everybody else who's listening and watching, thank you so much for listening to this episode and look out for some more. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.